boy is eating. The boy is your drinking. Coffee with Gringos. Dynamic English's new podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. Hey everyone, you are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Ian Kennedy. And I'm Paige Sutherland. And today we're going to talk about an epidemic that has been plaguing the U.S. for more than a few years now. We're going to be talking about the opioid crisis today. So what we have going on in the United States is you have very large pharmaceutical companies that push these medicines, these pills on people. One of them being the family of opioids, which includes a whole host of different medicines. But what has been happening is these are highly addictive medicines that get given to people either who have surgery or chronic pain and end up becoming very, very addicted to these to these pills. And in many cases, it leads to other drug use. It leads to them using heroin, other illegal drugs, and it's resulted in a lot of accidental deaths. So it's absolutely a crisis that's happening, but I don't think it gets reported a lot outside of the United States. So we wanted to talk about that today. So. Paige, what do you know about the opioid crisis as far as maybe in the north where you're from in the United States, around the Boston area? What's it been like up there? When I lived in the U.S., I lived in New Hampshire for a couple of years, which was one of the states that was hardest hit with the opioid crisis. Because New Hampshire, it's a small population and a lot of working class people. And the thing about this academic was, unlike most other drugs, this drug didn't discriminate. It touched every income level, every race, every gender. So I think that really shocked the country because most times, you know, when you're talking about hard drugs, that, you know, it's people who maybe were incarcerated, are low income or in the crime activity. Like there's the numbers to prove that. But with this, what happened is someone went snowboarding and broke their leg and got prescribed legally these painkillers and then when they got addicted they ran out of their prescriptions but they were so addicted that they turned to street opioids or harder stuff which is heroin because it's cheaper and easier to get so i think that really shocked the country because you have people who are just you know the average person using something as strong as heroin which it sometimes you inject it's a very hard, hard drug to use. <laughs> and I think the part that's m- really shocking is uh, it's being given out by pharmaceutical companies. It's being given out by doctors. And these are the institutions that traditionally you think, oh, okay, so if, if a doctor, if a medical company, if they are prescribing me this drug, then it must be good for me. It must be okay. And the problem goes a lot deeper than that because the pharmaceutical industry in the United States is enormous. Probably one of the biggest industries that exists. It's really just become the business of pushing pills on people. And it's hard to stop the businesses from from continuing that business cycle and pushing those drugs. And 
with the influence that they have with politics, it's also hard to, to keep them separated. So mm -hmm. what really should be a real crisis, a real war on these pharmaceutical companies, a lot of them are just kind of given passes or, or not being punished as hard as they should be. And they're destroying the fabric of America. And like you said, you know, th these aren't criminals. This is, you know, your grandma maybe who has a back problem, went and got a surgery, and now she's addicted to these painkillers and, and she can't get off them. And it's just causing people to, to make bad decisions, to, to look for more desperate solutions. And it's really sad to see. Oh, absolutely. I think, like you said, these companies are such a huge industry. And luckily, you know, I mean, it's been many, many years of this epidemic, but finally these pharmaceutical companies right now are facing some accountability. There's been so many lawsuits from all the various states who have had countless deaths who have said, you know, our people are dying. We need to, to stop this industry from pushing pills on us. So a lot of these lawsuits are winning. And these are billions of dollars that these pharmaceutical companies are being sued. And it's a very similar story as the tobacco industry, where the tobacco industry was just selling cigarettes and saying, yo, they're fine. And then they lost that lawsuit. And then they had to say that these will give you cancer, like these are dangerous. And that was what was happening with the opiate crisis, is they were pushing pills and not warning people how addicted they were. People are getting addicted, and they said, not my problem. But now the government is saying, it is. Like, you have to warn people. You can't overprescribe. There will be consequences. So I think now doctors are going to prescribe less and tell people about the dangers of these drugs. But it's sad that it took so many lives dying for this to change. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And like we were talking about earlier, the, the influence of these companies is enormous. And the United States is actually one of three countries in the entire world that allows advertising for, for pharmaceutical companies. So it's treated like, you know, it's food from the grocery store or a Coca-Cola. And it's something that's more powerful than heroin. I mean, there's something wrong with that. Yeah, I didn't even know that. That's that's pretty sad. I'm not surprised given how many ads I've seen and how powerful the industry is. But yeah, that's pretty sad. I think the other thing too, like going back to the deaths is I think the stat is more people are dying from opioids than car crashes now. It's mm -hmm. insane. It's, you know, one of the top killers in the country. And I think in the U.S. it's very well known because it's touched every state. You know, most people know a friend or a family member who's died or has been addicted. But I think outside in the international arena, it's it's not really well known because this crisis doesn't really exist. You know, most people who are addicted to heroin in other countries are it's a small subset and it doesn't touch all demographics. Yeah, it's interesting that you that you mentioned that, you know, it's it's one of those things that you think, you know, it won't happen to me, it won't happen to someone I know until it does happen. And I personally, I know I've had three or four friends overdose and die. So, yeah, it's something I never thought I would have to, to face or uh, something I thought would happen to our country. But that's that's what's really happening. And, and what's even worse is it's something that's so preventable, especially now you see with the rise in the legalization of marijuana, it's a really great alternative to these pain pills that are causing so many problems. 
it's something that needs to change soon and I hope these pharmaceutical companies really get held accountable for for what they're doing absolutely I think what's also changed which is is great in the US is for many years there was this quote-unquote war on drugs and so police would just treat any drug addict as a criminal lock them up and hope that that would do the trick which it never did I mean most people that have drug problems the criminal justice system always makes things worse. So I think with this opiate crisis touching so many families and people in every demographic that there are many jurisdictions where police don't arrest people. They send them to, to treatment. And I think that has really changed the mentality of the whole country for the better. I mean, a lot of times drug addicts don't want to be drug addicts, you know, and they all they need is a little help. and. Besides the police not arresting people and helping people, there's also been more investments in treatment programs. So a lot of states have put millions of dollars so that there aren't big waiting lists, that if you want help, there will be help available, which that wasn't the case for many years. So I think there's a lot of things changing that hopefully, you know, this epidemic will be in the past. I agree, yeah. I hope it continues to be seen as something that's more of a sickness than like a crime. Because, like you said, for a long time, people have just either been afraid to say something if they had a problem, or they've just always been treated, oh, you're a drug user, you're a criminal, you are you aren't going to get help, when really these people need the complete opposite. They need help, they need support, they need a safe place to, to do those drugs if they're addicted and they're trying to get off. I think we need a more like compassionate treatment than just shunning or calling people criminals like traditionally the the United States has pretty much always done with the war on drugs so we're starting to see this attitude shift and I, he I hope it keeps moving in that direction for the sake of the the health and the happiness of people definitely I mean stats show a majority of people who are locked up are on drug crimes which unfortunately stats show that it's very easy to get drugs in prison and a lot of people almost get addicted in prison so it's just such a bad environment to be in if you're a drug addict yeah so it's definitely not the right solution it hasn't been for decades and finally i think policymakers are are realizing that yeah about time <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, so today's episode was a little dark but i think we just wanted to talk about something in our country that hasn't really been known around the world, but has really deeply been affecting everyone that is from the US. So again, if you get lost, check out that audio transcript and guide online. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just wanna learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.